Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, the junior doctor's strikes are back. Grown. Both sides finding reasons not to talk to each other. The junior doctors want a serious offer. And the sugar plum fairy, the latest Secretary of State for Health, won't talk to anyone who's threatening strike action. In reality, I think the junior doctors are digging themselves into a bigger, deeper hole. If the government is going to settle the strikes, they'd have done it by now. Sunak will be happy to blame the strikes and growing waiting lists on militant unionism and dump the mess and the cost in the lap of incoming Labour. To get through the election campaign, Charmer will have to develop some sort of narrative explaining what he'll do. It had better be bomb-proof. I mean, saying we will talk won't cut it, at least not for me, and I doubt for the press, or probably not for you either. He'll have to stump up the cash. The lifetime costs of a 35% uplift that the junior doctors are hanging out for, plus employers' costs and pension contributions, are huge. How he'll pay for it? Don't. And by the way, history is likely to repeat itself. In 1974, Labour's Harold Wilson succeeded Edward Heath and inherited a miners' strike with demands for 43%. Within days of moving into number 10, Wilson paid 35%. Game over. (laughs) The junior doctor's strike mandate is running out. It'll have to be renewed before they can strike again. And I'm not sure it's a slam dunk that doctors will agree to more strikes. Strikes will have affected one in every eight days at hospitals over the past year. And that means junior doctors have lost goodness knows how much money in wages because despite being one of the wealthiest trade unions, the BMA doesn't pay strike pay. The organisers have launched a public appeal, and I linked to it this morning, for public support and cash. Well, so far, the strikes came with a financial cost to the NHS of about $1.5 billion, with more than 1.3 million NHS appointments, mostly in outpatients, departments, lost. It seems to me the NHS has become very good at managing strikes and mitigating the impact. So just how do the trust do it? Well, with cool hands and clear thinking, reducing inpatients well before the strikes to leave as few as possible on the wards and a Herculean job of rescheduling the waiters after and a lot of overtime and agency costs. But there is something else. It's quite interesting. Give or take, there are about 132, nearly nearly 100, 133,000 doctors in the NHS. Of them, about 75,000 are junior doctors, and of them, nearly 48,000, 47,692 doctors are BMA members and entitled to vote in the strike. Now, of that 47,629, 36,955, so call it 37,000, voted, of which just over 36,000 voted for strike action. So that's about 48% of the total number of junior doctors, under half. So we might deduce over half of junior doctors won't be supporting strikes and could well be working. 
And one more less understood fact is I think about 60% of waiters are there for an outpatient diagnostic, of which only 20% may want a period of inpatient care. So given a clear run and enough money, weights will come down faster than you think. And that leaves us with the public, the good old long-suffering British public. It's fair to say that they've become used to striking. <laughs> another round of strikes is, well, just another round of strikes. People turfed off waiting lists will have a different view, but the rest have no idea where they are on the list. NHS data isn't sufficiently refined to tell somebody they're either number 7 or 7,000 or 7 million in the queue. Patients are stuck in some sort of Kafka no-man's land, lonely, perplexed and threatened by an uncertain future. No one seems that bothered. Except <laughs> the King's Fund's silver Ananda Siva. Now, he's written a really good blog, which I have linked to this morning, analysing the impact of the strikes. And it's short. It's a couple of builders must read. Between the lines, it seems to me there are tensions and fault lines appearing in the workplace. And Ananda Siva reports conversations with doctors talking about strikers using they rather than us. The junior doctors aren't bringing the NHS to its knees. The public seems neutral and the government appear content with the tempest status flow. Labour are in hiding because they're on a hiding to nothing. The junior doctors uh, strike, fight, punch up, you know, whatever it is, beef, is with a clapped out government who will shape the strikes as an election advantage. They're not going to fix them and they're not going to be here for much longer. So the junior doctor's best plan, I think, is to quietly go back to work and do a quiet deal with incoming Labour. If Labour won't play, then all the junior doctors have left is to walk out and stay out. This has been Roy Lilly, and, um, well, I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.